episode 7 of The Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into The Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me again today is Aaron Newworth, host of Out and Now, Out Now with Aaron and Abe, and also a writer for We Live Entertainment. Welcome back, Aaron. Glad to be back. Right. A lot of fun. We had fun yesterday. Let's uh, let's see what we got to talk about today. Minute 107 starts with a, a guard making a, a pass to spotlight and goes until we see three figures walking through, the, uh, running through the dark stealthily. So yesterday we uh, it, it uh, became nighttime and now we get to see how the cure going to continue with moving this escape forward. So basically, what what we get is is uh, some more shots. Of what's going on outside, we see we see the guard towers. We see some barbed wire. Uh, you know, they, they 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 do a nice job of, of giving us an idea of what these prisoners have to always deal with and what they're going to have to try and get through tonight. You know, when they're they're going through their their escape, we get a shot of Richard Arab Attenborough. Roger, he's looking out the window, and this is one of the few times that you see him a little agitated or worried. Throughout the entire movie, mm-hmm. usually he's, you know, on his game. He's, uh, you know, his his mind is is always working at at super speed. Doesn't matter what's going on. He's, you know, he's always got a, a plan to form, and and he's usually able to do it within seconds, which is is just really fun to to watch the expressions on his face because he he really brings that character through. And this is one of the few times where where you see that he's, you know, a little concerned. You know, he's he's looking at his watch. Getting a little worried about a little antsy, a little, exactly. a little anxious. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a lot of stuff that's about to happen. I can understand it. exactly. Yeah, and and he knows it's all in his head. You know, it's not as if this is something that you know he he's the one who who made the entire plan. He's the one who found everyone who are going to be able to make this plan move forward mm-hmm. and and uh, be a success. So yeah, you're right. He does have a lot on his head at this point. Tells us a lot about his character. The fact that up until now he's always on the ball and for the first time he's a little nervous now you know he's looking at his watch trying to figure out what's uh, you know uh, we'll talk about in a few minutes what what actually he's why he's looking at his watch why he's so why he's got ants in his pants you know what's going on here but but i like the fact that they they show this because it shows that that all of these characters who who we've we've been watching for the last 106 minutes of this movie, mm-hmm. every one of them has their their job that they need to take care of, and and now they, they've they've reached the big time. They've reached the the moment where everything that they've done is being put to the test, and we see that they're, they're all quite nervous about what's going on, which which makes this feel more realistic because each of the... yeah, uh, well, I was gonna say like like we were talking about just last week the these stakes yes. are high like Not this is week. it's you know <laughs> just yes. the other day um, the, um, the it, it, it is a it is an intense situation for a movie that is largely fun uh we are about to watch all of the characters that we ideally care about really take off and try to accomplish this thing that will give them you know either freedom or more prison, imprisonment, or possibly death. And yeah, I, I can imagine everyone is a little bit, you know, on edge about how this is all going to play out. All the months of work that they've been doing—is this going to lead to, you know, the giant, ex- the giant escape 
that they, or the great escape that they they, they want to achieve, or uh, is it going to you know fall back on them? And yeah, you have a lot of people you know high high up that are that you know hundreds or at least um, a good amount are. Uh, you know they're all relying on you know a few key people to make sure that things go the way they're supposed right. to go. I mean, uh, obviously the the plan was to get 250 out, so you basically have 250 plus men that are all antsy about you know making sure that, that they're mm-hmm. not the one who screws something up to make sure that everything goes as planned with what what they want to do here. So yeah, you're right. There's no question about that. You know, it's it's nice to see. That these these characters, even though we're talking about such a long film, they're able to to find ways to just quickly show us th- more about the, these characters. About you know that that they're not all these gung ho characters. They're 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 all doing what they need to do in order to to get out. You know, we had the whole thing with with Willie and Danny, and we'll be discussing them also soon. You know about you know you, there's certain things that when you're in certain situations you just do. It doesn't matter if you're you're scared to do it or not. And at this point, they're all given a little bit of room to breathe. It it shows us that things are not uh, you know their 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 heroics are are, are their their guard has been put down a little bit because of this amount of time that they're sitting waiting, anticipating everything to happen. You know, most most of us have, have dealt with things like this in our lives, not escaping from a German prison camp, obviously. Uh, at least I haven't. Have you, Aaron? You know, I had to think about it. Like when I was younger, I dabbled a little bit in escaping German prison camps, but you know, I didn't. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but most people at some point in their lives are, are have high anticipation of something, and they're, they're you know they'll, they'll be spending so much time working on it that they're not thinking about all the different possibilities of what can happen after whatever it is that they're doing, whether it's, uh, you know, working on a particular job or, or you know, try, trying to achieve something, whether it's studying or whether it's trying to find a job or or any particular, sometimes it could be, you know, I, I guess it's like wedding jitters. Yeah. You know? This I, everything that, that you have all this anticipation and when the moment comes, oh, well, wait a second, you know, you, and this is going to work, right? You know, it's 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 just effective filmmaking. I want to try to save some of this for the coming days of episodes that I'll be on. But you know, this there there aren't many accidents as far as how this whole film came together to make it as good as it is. Um, and you know, a key part of that is not just delivering on the escape, but building up to it, making it, making sure that you care about you know this situation, these people involved, and the fact that there is a danger if things don't go the right way that something bad will happen. So, you know, having these extra, you know, nowadays you, you have, you know, you have a two hour movie. This, you know, this is a three hour epic essentially. And you have the time given to make sure the little moments register as well as they do before, you know, pushing forward. Yeah. So, I mean, after we see Roger fidgeting with his watch, then we get to see uh, Ashley Pitt and Haynes also a little jittery. You know, you have, you know, Ashley Pitt looks at his watch. And Haynes is, is fiddling with the clipboard, and you can see two guys in the background that, that are also a little bit uh, agitated with what's going on by them and stuff like that. And then, and then afterwards, we see Cedric, who, who is one of the most brash characters of the entire movie. You know, let's not even talk about the accent aspect of it, but he's just sitting there, you know, at, at the entrance to, 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 the, to the trap door with a lamp, 
you know, facing, uh, you know, pointed down into the trap itself. And, and he's also a little nervous, and he just looks at his watch also. So it, it's just funny that they're, they're showing us all these different characters, and, and they're all basically doing the same thing, but they're just in different positions. You know, they're, they're, they're all looking at their watches saying, okay, when is this going to happen? I just want to get it over. It's funny because there's there's so many there's so many cool characters in this movie to suit like cool actors because you have Bronson and Coburn along with McQueen obviously along with Garner like they're all guys that are you know you, the kind of the the presence they bring to a film isn't generally a nervous right. one so it it is neat to see them all you know in a very you know this is a very man move manly movie they're all you know <laughs> they're. they're uh, they're getting ready for some stuff here, and you know it's not easy to kind of keep your cool the entire time when it's uh, exactly. but, <laughs> given the stakes of this. They don't show Hiltz in the same fashion no, as no. everyone else. He's, he's fine. This is just Tuesday for him. Exactly. He's just ready to go <laughs> completely. And then we get to see uh, you know Danny and Willie, and, and Danny is you know after what we did, what was discussed uh, you know a few weeks ago about him and his claustrophobia, he, he basically just looks like he's about to cry you know <laughs> he's again it it it's they're trying to strip away the the heroics and the manliness of the whole thing you know and the coolness of everything by showing how they're all so nervous about what's about to go on mm-hmm. which, which is great because it adds another layer to all of these characters by doing this yeah for sure then we do get this heels once again and he's he's looking at his watch but he doesn't look upset you know he's <laughs> he's he's just like all right now what time did they say they're starting <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he looks like he he's he wants to like get things moving as quickly as possible but not nervous he's like all right i've been here done that let's let's try to see if i can get out of this uh, get out this time you know i think he he knows like the plan itself is solid like so he is like content with thinking if everything goes right we're good like it's it just comes down to all the people involved and you know X, X variables or whatnot, but like I think his mind is so focused on we got the everything's here, like everything's gonna if everything falls into place, we're set. We got the, I have the information we need. Everybody's doing their part. Like this is gonna go off without a hitch if we all you know do the right thing. You know he's he's even playing he's playing with 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 his uh, shovel. You know he's he's like all right, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get the shovel ready. It looks like he's getting ready to swing it like a bat. I wonder if he actually has his ball with him, you know, for him to to try to Probably. get it. You know, like where 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 is he holding on to his uh, mitten ball so that you know? Actually, I don't even know because, like, you know, when he gets back in there again, the guy hands him the mitten no, ball. No, obviously he, like, doesn't, he doesn't have, have it. Yeah. <laughs> Could I? <laughs> no, but if Goff throws it to him when he when he comes back all the way at the end of the movie, so uh, obviously he doesn't have it with him. Or maybe he has more. Than, yeah, maybe he has maybe he has numerous uh, mitts and, and balls with him. That's the, yeah, that's the, yeah, his whole, <laughs> the, the, scrou- the scrounger got a mobile. His, his bag is filled with mitts and balls. That's it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he's always wearing the same clothes. <laughs> so what? C- Cedric is also. He's just he has backup mitts and balls in his in his briefcase. <laughs> that's the other. Thing. No, Cedric probably has like an air pump in his suitcase. <laughs> yeah, no, both. Just in <laughs> <Exactly>. case. <laughs> and so then we we get to see Danny again, and and. Charles Bronson is not an actor that you would normally expect to be able to give us so so many emotions, and he just does such a great yeah, yeah. job here. 
here's the thing. I, I, I generally look at Charles Bronson, obviously, for the Death Wish stuff and, like, the later part of his career, his le- his old man Liam Neeson phase. But, like, with Sturges, same with Magnificent Seven, he's a really good actor, like, in these movies. Like, he just brings, like, a more pathos than you'd expect from Charles Bronson, the ugliest A-leading man in Hollywood at that That's time. Right. Like, I just, I, 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 I was continually surprised when I watched, like, these older Bronson parts, or I guess younger Bronson parts, that it's like, Oh, like so he's like good. Like he's he can he can really like do this and make you feel for him and not just be like, Hey, I'm a badass. Like he's actually like there, like giving you giving you something to work with as like a as a performer, yeah. which I appreciate. But also See what Dirty Does it too. Dirty Does it he's also good at. Like he he he's, he, uh, he he knows what he's doing at these kind yeah, of roles. And I mean Sergio Leone also was able to get, get, get some good work out of him. You know, oh yeah, as, as harmonica in uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. He's playing a, there he's playing you know, he's a little more stoic for obvious reasons yeah. in that one, but like yeah, then here, yeah, where he has to play up a guy that for some reason has dug 17 holes but is now becoming claustrophobic. Okay, uh, but he makes that work. <laughs> exactly. Now, uh, here's here's a little bit of trivia that, that 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 you probably don't know, but but I've already discussed it beforehand. In the original script, this was the 76th tunnel that he was digging, and for obvious reasons, they decided to change it to 17. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot. Yeah, that's just. And that, that's a lot for someone who's claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has their breaking and just point. Also, it also just makes me think he's really poor at his job if he has to keep doing this. But um, anyway. <laughs> that's true. But all of them are poor at their jobs because they've all been caught. You know, it's not as if. Yeah, I, mean. <laughs> you know, I think they said, what they say? Hiltz got out 17 times, 18 times, something like that. I think that's what they, they were talking about at the beginning. So, you know, he, he's also not that great at his job. Yeah, I, you know, the precision of the German military, you know, they just know how to keep you in, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. So w- then, you know, Bronson turns to, to Willie and says, all right, what time is it? And he goes, uh, only eight minutes now. So that's a long time that they're going to be sitting and, and waiting. All the the characters, you know, are anticipating their, their jobs, and they're all at their spots waiting 10, 15 minutes, whatever it is. You, you'd think that, you know, they... they you think they would have been a little smarter and, and not thrown everyone into their position so early, unless uh, they thought that that something was going to happen a little earlier. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't hurt to be early. I guess is my thought on this. Well, especially like when there's have, nothing what else, else do they have to do. They, they finished digging. Exactly. I was like, there's nothing else at stake. There's nothing else for them to do right now. It's like, well, might as well just get into position. Like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Danny shakes his head, and he, he still looks, uh, you know, a little too scared with what's going on. And then Willie says to him, are you okay? What do you mean, are you okay? <laughs> Willie, Willie's the only person who knows that he has this claustrophobia and has these problems. You know, he's aware of the fact that, that, that this must be driving Danny completely nuts, that he's sitting here in anticipation, waiting to, to, to try to get out. You know, and just shakes his head and he goes, hey, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then we get a short little, a few seconds of three mysterious figures walking through the compound, which we'll, we'll, we can talk a little more about that tomorrow because yeah. we, we get more of that scene. But I, I just like the way that it just cuts to that. And, and they show us the silhouettes, which, which is great because they, they, they really shoot this perfectly by just showing us the, the silhouettes of these three characters. Now, for, for someone like me who's, who's seen this movie so many times and knows what's about to happen, it's easy to, to know who these three characters are just by their outfits. 
Mm-hmm. But because they're they're all, you know, they're giving us three characters that, that we've seen numerous times throughout the entire movie. But I, I like the way that they just have them, you know, conspicuously, inconspicuously walking across the compound. They're not even running or anything like that. They're just walking very fast. Hopefully, no one will trip. It adds to the, uh, it, it adds to the kind of like, you know, it's an escape movie, but also you know, it's structured similarly to like a yeah, heist yeah, movie course. as well. And that's it. Kind of gives it that that client that kind of mm-hmm. look. That you're going for in this kind of thing. Yeah, we've discussed that numerous times over 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 the, over this whole uh, podcast about the fact that this is in in many ways a heist film as opposed to just mm-hmm. an escape film because you know you have each mm-hmm. of the characters has their specialty and yeah. you put them all together a lot of moving in pieces order to, uh, to to work yeah. together in order to to get out you know fulfill everything that they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So you have anything else for uh, minute one oh seven? Uh, no, not for this. We, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's build up to more build up. Exactly. So uh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's episode. Oh, as well. so that means you want to come back tomorrow? I guess. All right, why not? <laughs> I'll let you come back. I don't have anyone else lined up, so why not? I'll, I'll let you come back, Aaron. <laughs> Do you want to once again tell people how Great. they can uh, get in touch with you? Yeah, I am on. Uh, out now with Aaron and Abe. That is the podcast I host with my friend Abe. We talk about weekly movie releases. I write for Wheel of Entertainment, Why So Blue, and occasionally Variety. And I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. All right. And you can get in touch with us by going to our website, which is thegreatescapeminute.com. Our Twitter account is greatescapemxm. Email address is thegreatminute at gmail.com. And our Facebook group is The Cooler. So until tomorrow, tally ho! Tally ho! Tally ho!